Welcome to the School Connect podcast. At School Connect, we know it takes a village to help every child reach their full potential. So, each episode, we'll hear stories of normal people who became heroes, solving community problems in powerful and creative ways. We know these stories will inspire you to create the change you hope to see. Welcome to the School Connect podcast. This is Tracy Beal. I'm so excited that I get to have my dear friend, Jill Hicks, who is on the podcast that we are about to hear. Jill was my partner in the early, early stages of School Connect, and we learned so many things together, things that we never would have known if we hadn't kind of experimented together. And so I hope you enjoy this podcast. Jill is hilarious and amazing. I'm so excited that I get to have my dear friend, Jill Hicks, be a part of this podcast today. Jill is a project manager with Avnet, and she has a story uh, from the very beginnings of School Connect before we even formed a nonprofit called School Connect. And so, Jill, thank you again so much, dear friend, for being in this podcast. And I would love you to share a little bit about who you are and how we met. Yes, thank you. Well, first of all, I could not be more excited to, first of all, be talking to you, Tracy. I love you. I have learned so much from you. Everything that we did together has significantly impacted my life and even what I'm doing now at Avnet as a project manager, because there are so many skills involved in working with different stakeholder groups. And the rewards are so beautiful. So anyway, thank you for inviting me. I'm thrilled to be here. I do feel like we have kind of a cool story because I was trying to think about this. I, I feel like we met 10, 11, 12, 13 years ago, maybe even, and we were brought together. I think it was at like Lux Coffee Shop, Yep, that really yummy coffee place. Um, and Billy Thrall said, you guys got to meet. Mm-hmm. And I swear it was one of those magical things because I met somebody that I think were different in some ways, but alike in a lot, a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And I felt like a magnet to you. <laughs> and I felt like we were both brought together because I wanted to do stuff with the community and you already were. And we were the perfect match. And mm-hmm. I and I feel like from that point forward, you were a major part of my life, literally from that point forward in all the different wild and crazy things that we did. Yeah, I, I kind of feel like we had the same crazy spirit that kind of recognized the other person's crazy spirit. Hey, let's try this. It would yes. be really good for the community. And I know it's a crazy idea, but let's go for it anyway. We just kind of sparked and recognized that in one another. We do have the craziest ideas in the room sometimes, but usually they work. Uh They just seem so far out there. And Mm -hmm. because you know how there's sometimes those people that you could say a very easy, normal idea and they still might not love it. Mm -hmm. So to find other people, which I think is what initially kind of happened is we found other people that Mm -hmm. would passionately, positively invest and buy into the idea that these good things can happen and multiple people representing different parts of the community could come together and it 
could work mm-hmm. and create this rich, strong fabric that was stronger together than apart. And yep. those are the only people we wanted on our team because <laughs> otherwise it's not going to work, right? Because yes. when you start, you you got to all be fired up. You got to believe. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and especially because some of what we were trying had never been done before. Exactly. And so I would say that we were creating a new model that would become School Connect. I had already done some of the model for a couple of years in a different part of the city of Phoenix. And then Dr. Susie Cook, the superintendent, where you were the community outreach director for the district, she said, oh my gosh, I really want uh, to help develop this with Tracy. And, and you were her person to connect me. And then, of course, she gave other phenomenal people from the Washington Elementary School District who brought their expertise and their talent and their passion. Um, but for you, Jill, what was it like to kind of jump into a model that we created right, right from the beginning that was brand new? Well, okay, let me step back a second. One. I loved the job that I got to have with the district and I loved Mm -hmm. Dr. Cook for creating that role. Mm -hmm. What was interesting is that it was a little bit different than any role they had had before. And I think I'm, I didn't have any background in education, but had done a lot with people. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I feel like she invested in the desire to bring community into the school. And then I was just lucky enough to be one of the vehicles to do it. Right. And yeah. then I, when I connected with you, you were almost like, I do believe that opportunities present themselves if you're open to them. And I knew I had this lofty goal, not, not like schools had not been engaging in the community. Yes, of course they have for, for, for forever, right? Mm-hmm. But this model we're talking about is in a different way. It is gathering stakeholders and allowing them to have an input and part of the conversation in a meaningful way to work together on solutions or opportunities or whatever that stakeholder group defines to be important. But so when I met you, you did have these experiences and you were able to say, I have done these things. Here are things that worked well. Here are things that didn't work well. I said, great. P.S. Washington is the um, largest elementary school district in Arizona. So let's take this show on the road. And then I felt like we had the blessing of the superintendent, which I think was really valuable, even if everything wasn't totally determined at that point. But remember when we had that conversation where we were like, okay, where do we start? Because I know you had had an experience where it's about finding the right person within a school or a district too, right? And right. she had said, I believe in everything that you guys are saying, mostly you. I was kind of along for the ride learning and it sounds really good. And also I think I can suggest a school to start with, right? So there's 32 schools, but let's start somewhere. Yeah. And and I just love what you're saying right now, Jill, because the very first lesson from learning from my first school that I, I came to years before I met you, who said no to me. Can you imagine? <laughs> my, my, so lesson, <laughs> my lesson learned was start with the superintendent. Start with the top leader and make sure that what you want to do is in alignment with their vision. 
and that as you have that vision clear and as you have trust, now you can go down to the principal level and, and everything is going to flow from there. And so that, that meant that our entire experiment, because let's face it, we were experimenting <laughs> all the time, was really so perfectly in alignment with what Dr. Cook was hoping for. So we weren't struggling. We were innovating and trying to figure it out and solve problems, which we're going to talk about some of the joys and challenges that we yeah. had. Yeah. But, but that part of it was a totally different experience because now we had everybody working together at the district level. And then when we came to the school with the school level, everything was in alignment. Yeah, it, it was because, so you, you get the blessing that the district is in support of this experiment or pilot, right? And mm -hmm. then you're supplied a school that is open to the concept. Mm -hmm. And then what I thought was really interesting is at that particular school, there were multiple vibrant stakeholder people in the community, right? You know, if you yep. take all the components, you've got your students, you've got your families, you've got the school and, you know, the, the administration involved in the school. And then you've got the community, you've got churches, you've got higher ed, you, you've got government, you've got all of these important people that care deeply about their community. Mm -hmm. And part of walking the tightrope of coming into that, which I believe you did a magical job was it could have been seen as you guys aren't doing a good job. So we brought in this like facilitator or somebody to like, you know, help you out. And that would have been bad, right? Because that's not a good feeling. Instead, it's almost like, wow, you guys are talking and working together and you share a desired goal to invest in your community because mm -hmm. you appreciate and love it so much. And I love to invest with you, share what I know, and then help take some of the cumbersome tasks out of it, right? Like yep. coordinate the meeting, find the spot, make sure everybody can come, make sure it works for everybody, listen to everybody. Oh my gosh, the time, the amount of time you put into understanding, you take like a block watch group that's been dedicated to their community for 50 years. Yep. But the last time they were in school was 50 years ago. <laughs> um, they might not appreciate all the changes that have come. And so right. to faithfully and genuinely hear what everybody did have in common mm -hmm. and then to, to stack hands on those items was, I think, what you brought into this mix and was the thing that got everybody really excited. It, mm -hmm. it was like, okay, we can do this. We're sort of on fire and we've got this, we've got this coordination in place. And then it's like, okay, so what do we do with that? Vital to Arizona's development is the education of our children. School Connect's community and family engagement model creates the conditions where students graduate and find meaningful careers in their hometowns. Yeah, and I, I really do think that working with the principal of that school was so critical because helping her understand how to take the strategic plan that she had, she did have one, yep. but really think through the lenses of community family engagement. So now what way would you ask each of these community partners, part of her village, to work with the school in a way that really helped bring the change she was hoping for? 
when she got clear about that and communicated that well, then I think that helped the community partners who were already there come kind of under what she was trying to do. And then you're right. My job was to be a humble facilitator. Yes. And to listen and to honor and then to bring them to the principal and for us to match make the organization what it did well, that it was excited about, but that the school needed. And you had to translate that because you're right. All great principals have a, a plan, you know, mm-hmm. a short-term, mm-hmm. medium-term, long-term plan. That I mean, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, but it's not always translated in a way that the community understands. I mean, it's mm-hmm. just not even the same words. I mean, it's it's a different right. speak because usually you're not presenting that to the community. So I feel like one of the key components of success that you brought into this, what ultimately became this model that developed over all the schools was how to translate that, right? Like Mm -hmm. that might make sense to education community, educators, but the block watch lead. And if you don't understand what Mm -hmm. the goal is, then how can you contribute in a meaningful way? Because again, you weren't rewriting or suggesting or changing anybody's goals. You were translating them in a way that the rest of the stakeholder groups could understand so that they could participate. That is major because mm-hmm. we've both seen this happen well, mm-hmm. and we've both seen this just a complete disaster, which would then reinforce your like, that's why I don't work with the community. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And that, that totally reminds me of our first Love Our Schools Day at that school, right? When you're talking about translation, <laughs> because we walked the whole school campus with principal and their facilities person. And they said, oh, these are the things we would love to have happen on this service day on a Saturday. And then I even walked the whole property with the head of facilities for the district. I love him dearly. And I really thought I understood what the process was to have permission to do all the things that we were doing. And then like a week before we're supposed to bring 200 people to the school to do all this stuff. I find out that there are all these forms to fill out and things. I had no idea. I did not understand. And so I'm like desperate. I'm like, I really, really want to have this teacher's lounge remodeled and all these beautiful things happen for this school, but they may not happen. And I remember coming to you, Jill, and just like, please help me. (laughs) Please help me. This is a a desperate situation. Well, And what an epiphany, because that was a really eye-opening experience because again, I'm in on all of this too. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is actually like all these people are going to come and there's supplies and it's going to happen. And like, I'm doing 10 backflips and it's like, you know, two seconds before and it's like, oh, everybody's not going to be able to come. And (laughs) I think what was interesting is better understanding that schools have created processes in place for Mm -hmm. very good reason because there's rules and We care about safety and all those great things, but they prohibited the community from getting involved. Basically, they were barriers to entry. And, you know, some of them were like, if you didn't fill out a form 12 days before it ever came to your mind, then it's not going to work. Right. Like they were like some of them were absolutely ridiculous. And I think even the schools agreed to that when we re looked at it. But I remember that 
one, Dr. Cook figured out how to make it happen, right? Like, okay, let's not screw this up and let's make it happen. So that was beautiful and a win for everybody involved. Two, I remember we sat down with um, the head of facilities for the whole district yeah. and looked at those forms uh -huh. and it led to actually rewriting the forms that have to be filled out when you bring other people on campus. Yeah, we, we discovered that the head of facilities was thrilled with having support from the community and he was totally willing to sit down and rewrite some of those forms to make them more accessible, more understandable, to kind of have a whole process in place so it would be normal. And we went from struggling that very first time with one school to having Love Our Schools Day with all 32 schools at the same time on the same day <laughs> and all of those forms being filled out correctly right and yes and facilities was were thrilled and so were all the community partners but it took us a while to work that out so that it became something wonderful and and smooth right yes because i have to say tracy in some of the adventures we've done and i'm thinking about cafes i'm thinking love our schools day i'm thinking Oh my God, the food drive for sure. Cause the components to that are endless. I mean, oh my God, we could just share like a, an outtakes video of everything that happened. <laughs> and sometimes I'm the one for the, from the schools and you're the one on the outside. And sometimes I really, really felt discouraged, but I am a pretty positive person and I'm not that you discouraged. Are. You are. But Oh man, there there were some times that you had to talk me out of that because I felt like at every turn there was another um, another thing Hurdle? to opportunity to uncover <laughs> and solve for. <laughs> but I'm I'm appreciative of that because once it got cranking, I feel like um, it was momentum building, mm -hmm. and I also feel like one of the reasons all of these efforts became successful and created models of best practices mm -hmm. was because nobody was forced to do anything, right? So you take willing people that agree and align on a goal mm -hmm. and then you have some success and then those people are willing to tackle the next thing, right? And the best way to convince somebody that something's amazing is for them to realize it on their own. Right. So it was the principles and all of the other people that would go to one of the schools as it was growing, you know, one, six, 12, 15. Then we had people calling and saying, oh my gosh, I want to do a Love Our Schools Day. How do I do a Love Our Schools Day? And when they call and they say, I want to do it, how do I do it? I mean, it's kind of like my kids who are almost 19 and almost 21. If I give them my advice unsolicited, they never do it. But if they actually call me and ask about something, and they listen to it, right? Yeah, yeah. So what you're saying is we had some early success. We had people who bought in, and then they tried it, and it worked. And they started experiencing so much flourishing, so much support from their community that it was a beautiful thing. And then those principles and community leaders started sharing their story with other principals and other yes. community leaders. And now we started getting phone calls and people started saying, pick me, pick me. I want to do this because what a difference it makes. And then 
we weren't trying to convince the, the people who didn't want to be convinced. We were trying to find the ones who wanted to do this with us. And then yes. that launched us. That spark became a fire and that yes. momentum grew. So we went from kind of creating this model of a village at one school. We multiplied it to six schools. And then we actually did a roundtable event that we call the cafe, community and mm -hmm. family engagement, right? So with a principal at a round table, all 32 principals at a round table, with their table filled, at least 10 people with businesses, nonprofit, government, faith, all of their village at the table to build partnerships. And we did that with all 32 schools. Because I think there was a win in it for everybody, you know, you're only going to do great things for so long. If you're a business, there has to be a win. If you're um, a part of the faith community, there has to be a win. Higher education, win. Government, win. But when you have communication and you build this network and you have relationships, then everybody is getting a win. And those wins are sometimes the same thing, but they're sometimes different. It was so inspiring to, to see that happen. In fact, I was talking to some people about projects and successes. And I pulled up a bunch of pictures we had because when I was telling them about these events, they're like, really? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, because you should see students and principals and moms and dads and block watch people and police officers. This isn't happening at one table. This is happening in, you know, 30 tables. We've got 500 people here and they're sitting down and they're all united. Mm -hmm. And and the results are tangible and intangible, right? Because yeah. from from a resource perspective, the police officer is probably trying to make sure the community is safe. Who do I check in with if I keep seeing things happening? Meanwhile, mm -hmm. the, the, the community is saying, who's my you know resource action officer or whatever? So if they're sitting at the same table, that's beautiful. And the principal is saying, I want people to know how great our school is, right? People should be coming to our school. We're doing great things. We have wonderful educators and tools and talent. Now all these people are becoming little ambassadors for the school because they're like, wow, this principal is amazing. You should hear what's happening. So they become the champions out there. And, and then the sense of pride because everybody cares about that community or they wouldn't be sitting at the table. I mean, it was just like win, 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 right? Yes, yes. And, and you know it works when people are moving around their calendar to make sure it happens. And mm -hmm. it's not hard. You know, when you have to convince somebody to go to a meeting and like everybody to go to the meeting, maybe you shouldn't have that meeting. But if you've got to find a bigger room at the last second because people keep coming, that's probably a good meeting. That's probably a good meeting. Yeah. Which means I love your point that literally everybody who's involved is having a win. So the business is having a win. They are having more customers. They are having all their employees serve meaningfully in the community. The faith community is having opportunities for service and getting to know families. The nonprofit is having opportunities to actually be funded and to offer what they offer to schools. The Block Watch and the Neighborhood Association are seeing their homes rise in price and, and safety. It's, it just is a win for everybody. It is. And and that's kind of the food drive too. When I think I came to you talking about the food drive and mm -hmm. it was already happening at all of our schools. People were doing individual cool food drive things all the time and challenges and whatever. And the goal was really, Tracy, how do we 
how do we make this even more powerful? How do we serve, how do we collect more food to serve more people, which by the way, many of the people served were the people within our school district boundaries um, and get everybody on board to do it at the same time. Mm -hmm. um, and then ultimately involve other people like, ooh, scary. And I didn't realize how many challenges would be uncovered because mm -hmm. sometimes people like their the safety of their own event, right? When you merge your event with other people, you might have to tweak it slightly. Or mm -hmm. when you work with the community, you have to give up a little control, just like anything, right? And in order for it to be successful, either you're gonna do everything all by yourself 100% of the time, yeah. and it will be exactly what you want because you're the <laughs> only person participating. You make all uh -huh. the decisions, and everybody unites 100% of the time because it's just you, or you get other people. I remember there being then this food drive, a St. Mary's food drive that was happening at all 32 schools in a competition. Uh, news shows were coming out and watching what principals were doing to get kids excited. Mm -hmm. One principal said if his school won, he would be on the roof of his school for a day. And then did it. I mean, all these crazy, crazy things. And then you had businesses who are competing within their business and with other businesses to try to collect food. I know at Pure Heart Church, there were nine huge containers in the foyer and they had 9,000 pounds that they, they collected. And, yes. and then a business gave you an iPad as an award because all the school kids were able to do a, a drawing contest for the food drive. And then all of those beautiful uh, drawings that they did were on display in the, in the community and the winner got the iPad. I mean, there were win, win, win in every direction. And that's what we love to see, right? Yeah. And and also understanding what the carrot is for each group, right? So if, what if, is you've, the got, Good if you've got um, 24,000 students mm -hmm. and you want to get them excited, guess what? A free iPad gets them excited, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a contest for a free iPad. That's not a big expense for a business. And they are knowing what it's for. They are more than excited to be able to contribute the iPad, right? Plus it's great PR for them. Sure. And then you and then you say schools, why would you do this all at the same time instead of the way that you always have done it forever? Mm -hmm. Well, we could do more good for our schools. And by the way, we will highlight your students. And by the way, we're going to make a contest. And by the way, your superintendent will do something really funny. And right above me, I would move my camera, but it doesn't matter because anybody listening wouldn't be able to see it anyway, um, is a picture of our superintendent and the lead pastor from Pure Heart in gigantic blow-up sumo wrestler costumes <laughs> looking absolutely ridiculous. Yes, and then you go yes. to your superintendent and you go, do you know you could inspire thousands of pounds to be collected if you would be ridiculous and have a sumo wrestling match live on the news? And they're, <laughs> how could they say no to that? I know. And then you go to your various stakeholders. It's like, I remember several times all of these events we're grown out of, a, you know, we see a need and then we create something as a solution to that need. We're not trying mm -hmm. to create another event like, oh my gosh, nobody needs another event. Uh -huh. But if there's a solution and you create mm -hmm. a solution, then it becomes this thing. And fortunately or unfortunately, 
most of those things then happened every year. And just brainstorming, you know, what are the craziest things that we can think of that would inspire the right people mm-hmm. and that they might actually do? And then if they yeah. say no, how do we do it? And then getting the news there. I mean, it's just. We had the most fun <laughs> together doing things with our community and our schools that really made a difference. Well, friend, it's been the best time getting to do this. I hope we'll be able to get to do it again. Uh, Again, Jill Hicks. um, Now she's a project manager at Avnet, but she has had a key role in the formation of School Connect. I will never be able to thank you enough, Jill. It's been a total joy getting to do all of that with you. Tracy Beal, I love you. I appreciate you. I've learned so much from you. And I'm so excited anytime ever to talk about the cool things and all of the successes that have evolved from School Connect. Wow, that was an incredible time with Jill Hicks. And I have the things that I want you to take away uh, this time from this podcast is look for the right people to be part of the change. Jill and I discovered that you can waste a huge amount of energy when you are working with people who are really not interested. They're not ready. You don't wanna convince the wrong people. You wanna find the right people who are ready for change and work with them. And then I love this picture that Jill gave that was so perfect. It was, what is their thing they really want that really motivates them? Help them accomplish that, help them succeed, and you'll be able to move the entire process of the village forward. So thanks again so much for joining us. We sure appreciate you. Want you to be a part of our community, be a part of the village. Thank you for listening to the School Connect podcast and for being part of our village. Be sure to follow, review, and share this podcast on your chosen platform because more collective voices equal more progress for our kids. If you're interested in finding out more about School Connect and seeing how you can make a difference, go to schoolconnectaz.org for more information.